Booyah, Grandma. Booyah! Welcome to Geek Scott Game, our special Crash Bandicoot edition. Uh, uh, long time very coming. Excited. Very exciting. Yes. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, just one man, and that's all that we need. Cap Americanski himself. Hey, what's going on? Whoa! Seth Zelinsky, we've got our blue and orange microphones uh, That's right. That's inadvertently right. in honor of uh, Crash Bandicoot coming out this week. Very true, very uh, so true. The Insane Trilogy, uh, one of our most anticipated titles uh, mm-hmm. as longtime mm-hmm. PlayStation fans. Right. Uh, that comes out this Friday for your PS4 remastered, uh, rebuilt from the ground up. That's what today's episode is going to be, but we'll get into that in just a moment here. Uh, so, Seth, what's going on in the world of Geek? What are you playing? What are you watching? Well, I've been prepping for Crash Bandicoot, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, as somebody who grew up very intimately with PlayStation 1, that's a very weird way to phrase that. Uh, very very close. But, it, was a, it was a good relationship. But I'm sticking with it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I... So much of my childhood was spent playing PlayStation One games. Yet, ironically enough, I didn't really play much Crash Bandicoot growing up, and you That's, did. Yes. So I've been playing more of it recently, and um, and of course I was always aware of it. And um, more than the games, I actually had more of a knowledge of the uh, commercials, which we'll be getting into later, big time. Uh, so I, uh, yeah. So I've been just, just brushing up on that just just like looking into the history that i wasn't already aware of about uh crash bandicoot and it's just a major hole a, a missing puzzle piece of my uh of my playstation one history that i've been glad to finally tend to well we'll fill you in that's for sure yeah uh so uh with me uh, i've been playing legend of zelda breath of the wild uh, pretty uh pretty intensely the last week or so mm-hmm. uh i am here. On to the second Divine Beast for those of you who are playing the game. I know that I should have finished this long ago, but hey, a geek is a busy geek. So I've been doing that. A uh, little bit of Mass Effect Andromeda here and there and uh, finished up Telltale Guardians uh, Episode 2 just the previous week. So How's tell- that going? Uh, it is good. Those episodes are short in mm-hmm. contrast to what we saw with Telltale Batman... Uh, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. They're they're definitely starting to lean towards shorter episodes, but that's fine with me because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in and out in an hour, hour and a half tops, and mm-hmm. I get to play that in one sit down. That's fine with me, and it doesn't feel like they're sacrificing any quality to do it. So, um, Actually, one other thing that I just played through that I forgot about that is not Crash Bandicoot related is Gone Home. You ever played Gone Home? I have not. Gone Home is very, I'm very late to the boat on that because it came out originally for PC like four, uh, five years ago. But um, it was an incredible little game that I really didn't know much about going in. Um, for most of my playthrough, I didn't know if it was a horror game or not. Uh, have you heard anything about it? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it. I haven't actually played it, but yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like it, it, That's the beauty of that game, is yeah. that it's a it's, little bit of ambiguous. It's, it's, or ambiguity, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, which is it ends up being thematically appropriate because it really ends up, uh, you know, in the end, I won't spoil it but i'll just mention a little bit about um the direction it goes it ends up being uh a very kind of sentimental game and um you kind of discover things about your family in the game that um it's it's just like uh 
it's just like all these things you didn't know about. And it, it, there is kind of, I think, like a, a tension and an uncomfortableness to uh, to discovering those kinds of things, which is kind of, I guess, why the tense, sometimes spooky atmosphere of the house and gone home kind of plays into that, um, which is kind of brilliant. But it was a, it was an amazing game and it was a, it was a touching story it told. I'm, I'm glad I finally got to play it. That was a popular game. Uh, yeah, big deal. Now I'm moving on to the other back catalog of... Um, of a t- teenage girls growing up series <laughs> and life is strange is next before, uh, before the prequel. Uh, oh, you know what? I should probably do that with you. I, um, yeah? I, I played most of the first episode, something I always wanted to circle back to. So maybe mm. that would be a good thing to do and talk about yes. uh, for uh, G three here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we've got a lot of bit, uh, a lot of news to get to today. And uh, this is, is basically going to be a, a lesson in Crash Bandicoot history. So if ever this Certainly. were to be in a textbook or in uh, a college setting, <laughs> we would be the professors for uh, Crash uh, <laughs> after all the research that we've done. Very excited about it. Yes. Uh, so that'll be segment two. Uh, mm-hmm. When we get back, we're going to go through the, the, mm-hmm. the titles that have come out. Uh, how it came about in terms of PlayStation's yeah. branding. And like why don't you give us a tease? Yeah, basically kind of the inception of the idea, like where the earliest uh, uh, embryos of the idea came from and kind of uh, how it formulated up until the, re- the release of the first game. Just, just kind of a broad overview of um, of just uh, who was involved and how it came to be and just, uh, just some s- specifics about um, how this uh, bandicoot that we know and love uh, just came to be in our collective consciousness. Amen to that. Uh, So we'll be back right after these words. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you that we do have a Geekiverse store for all shirts that are geek. We have the Geek and Proud, Peace, Love, Prosper, straight out of Arkham, and the Geek University tee if you like it simple and blocky like I do. Now, that's at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com, or you can do it real simple. Go to the Geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the webpage. It's real big. It's real easy to see. We thank you for supporting us, but for now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Josiah and Seth here, back on Geek Scott Game, episode 11. We are talking about Crash Bandicoot. So we're going to run through the history a little bit here. Yeah. little context from me before I let Seth kind of take the wheel. Uh, there have been 16 Crash Bandicoot games to date. So mm. Insane Trilogy, which comes out this Friday, is going to be the first remake, but it's going to be the uh, 17th iteration. So mm. uh, started in 1996 on the PlayStation 1 and uh, has gone through the ages on multiple consoles. So uh, I'll contribute as needed. We'll have some really good visuals behind us as well on our uh, fancy screen. So, Seth, why don't you uh, take over the boat here? So uh, Crash Bandicoot, as we may or may not know, was uh, originally incepted uh, by the team at Naughty Dog before they were doing Uncharted, before they were doing Jack and Daxter. Um, this was their big uh, rise to fame. Yes. There were two guys named uh, Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin who um, had done some work on some other consoles. Uh, they had just made a game called Way of the Warrior for the 3DO, which is like a first-person fighting game that incorporates the the FMV technology that was on the 3DO. And um, uh, from what I can tell, it was uh, a game that does not stand the test of time, but it's one that uh, did well for them at the time, and um, they were trying to come up with what they would do next. And um, they basically had the idea to try to take the um, 
the the platform the you know the character oriented uh, platform uh, game like Mario and Sonic and and evolve that and um, they had this idea they kept bouncing around on a when they were on a road trip together um, called that they referred to as Sonic's ass so. <laughs> Basically, they wanted to get, like, you know, if it was, like, a Sonic game, but if it was, like, 3D, and if it was, like, you know, behind him, it'd be, like, you'd be just looking at Sonic's ass the whole time. <laughs> but that's, like, the idea. It was, like, it's a 3D platformer with, like, a rear camera angle. Um, so that's what they were, that's what Andy and Jason um, were figuring out. And, and eventually, when they started to put this idea into motion, they uh, they brought on a programmer named Dave Baggett and Mark Cerny. Oh! He was a part, those four guys were, like, the initial, like, launch team for... Crash, what would become Crash Bandicoot? So awesome. Mark Cerny was central to that, uh, which is really great. You know, architect of the PS4, that guy is still a, b- a big, big name. Yes, he is um, in Sony circles. Um, so it was a really uh, innovative idea for the time. Uh, like when they were working on this idea, um, like Shigeru Miyamoto over at Nintendo was developing Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. So it was a, you know, a pretty. Uh, you know, a little bit ahead of the time idea to work on this 3D, you know, because a few years from then, 3D iterations of 2D platformers would be a big thing with Super Mario 64 and um, Bubsy 3D and all kinds of stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they were uh, deciding what console to develop for. Um, they did, didn't want to do it on like the 3DO or the Saturn, you know, they weren't very profitable, but the PlayStation looked appealing to them and it had a much friendlier dev kit, um, than some of those other systems as well. So they decided on the place on Sony's upcoming PlayStation system and, um, to help solve the Sonic's ass problem of, you know, they don't want the whole game. You just staring at the back of the character. Um, so they incorporated some things like having like the very beginning of the game, the character would start out facing the camera, which is why when he wakes up on when he washes up on the beach, Crash Bandicoot, he, he wakes up and he's facing the camera before he turns around and starts going. So you would see who the character was. Um, and also the game would incorporate a lot of 2d levels for kind of like the old school 2d kind of a thing. And, um, and the character would um, often run toward the screen, like in the you know the boulder levels, and, you know things like that. So that's how they kind of got around that that the Sonic Sass problem, as it was known. So um, once they kind of developed the idea of what the game would be like, um, they had to figure out the character. And you know that back then it was still the mindset of like the the gaming companies having their respective mascots because. Sega had Sonic and Nintendo had Mario and that was still something you wanted to have for a game company. Um, so they started banding about some uh, some early concepts. They were looking at different um, like Australian and Tasmanian animals and uh, the earliest concept uh, that I can see here, the wombat. Uh, Willy the wombat was the earliest like concrete idea they were working with. Um, or Wizzy well, the Wombat, depending on who you ask. Or Wuzzles or Wes. Or <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's what it was called for, for a little while while they were working on it. Before it was, they, you know, they were figuring, like, we'll just call them that. Once this gets made and gets tossed off to a marketing team, they're probably going to rename them anyway. And, but that's their, yeah, Willy, Willy the Wombat was the earliest, you know, name for Crash Bandicoot. Um, and they kind of developed the character more. They figured that they wouldn't want him to really talk much at all, because at the time, having like voice acted characters didn't really turn out well in video games, which is why Crash Bandicoot doesn't really talk, uh, and which became an interesting kind of part of his character. He's more about action than than words, and, and he's he's like a he's like a silent film actor. He he just exhibits through through visuals and everything. So that's really interesting. Um, 
the villain, Dr. Neo Cortex, um, that came together, together much more quickly. They, uh, just the ideas for him, they kind of took some inspiration from uh, Brain, Pinky and the Brain from Animaniacs. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and uh, just in terms of his demeanor, how he takes himself so seriously and all this stuff and a little bit of a, about his appearance. Um, and the, yeah, uh, development moved on. It kind of became like uh, the vision of it became marrying like Mario, Donkey Kong Country kind of gameplay with um, like Looney Tunes, Tex Avery kind of style and sensibility. So, um, and that is, I do think that's something they managed to achieve in the end, which is great. Um, they even hired some uh, some Hollywood talent for the the kind of the designing, and the, they, they hired some some cartoonists. Uh, there are a couple of guys they uh, brought in by the name of uh, Charles Zambillis and Joe Pearson, who would uh, work on them with drafting concepts for the character. Um, they would you know draw draw up different things and kind of give input and, and kind of work with uh, the development team to figure out you know what fit their vision, what would work, and what would actually physically. Uh, uh, technologically makes sense to develop for the PlayStation. There was like a, an early concept uh, for Crash that actually a little bit resembled Sly Cooper. He had like black shorts and he had like this black bandana mask with like uh, um, things coming out, like uh, uh, the strands coming out the back. Um, it looked like, it reminded me of Sly Cooper a little bit, but that was something they, they couldn't develop because the, the PlayStation, you know, would have pixels that small for like the strands. It just, you know, wouldn't show up. It would just flicker away most of the time. Um, and there was a lot of that kind of, um, you know, the, the definitive version that, that it has endured for um, like 20 years now. Um, a lot of that came about because of like certain technical limitations. You know, he was, he is orange because they went through all the environments they were developing and they figure out, well, it can't be blue because you blend in with the blue backgrounds. can't be green because all this forest stuff. Um, they thought about red, but no, they don't want to do red because that color would bleed way too much on old CRT TVs. Um, they said, we don't have any lava levels or anything. We don't have anything that's orange. So he's orange, and that's why I became orange. And, um, and his head is big so that his, um, his features are large enough uh, to see. He's a very emotive character. Uh, and if he was too small, you wouldn't be able to make out those big, wacky facial expressions. And, uh, and they, they kind of just came up with a lot. There was a lot of innovation and um, forward thinking when it came to programming uh, Crash Bandicoot that might not be apparent, um, you know, like... Uh, in terms of just like early 3D development, uh, you know, they went for, uh, you know, a lot of people developed games with more textures, but they for, uh, decided to forego the textures and focus on like polygons with some shaders on it, which would like, uh, it, it made uh, certain develop, it made, allowed them to do uh, more things, also created a new unique look. It was a very unusual approach. And they basically had to like, they developed new programs and new techniques to, to be able to make this game happen. It was really, um, quite the technological feat, and it took a small group of very uh, brilliant and talented people to make it happen. Um, so it's uh, you know that that's just a, that's just a little glimpse of of uh, you know how Crash Bandicoot originally came to be. Uh, it was a it was a small you know wonderful uh, group of designers and programmers that uh, that made it happen, and that's. Uh, that's just a, a little peek into the past. So if, uh, if you don't recall, early on in uh, the life of the PlayStation, it was going to be... 
Battery's about to run. Okay. Mm. We out. You want to you take a break? <laughs> We're going to take a yeah. break because the battery's about to run out. <laughs> yeah. I tried to very slyly just, uh, 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 <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I, uh, I just, you know, it's okay. We're just going to talk about things. Get about segment two is wrapped up. Segment two, we're going to wrap up. That was uh, the history. We're going to run through the games uh, coming back to segment three here shortly. Um, not all not all 16 of them, but we'll give you a preview for the Insane Trilogy as well as some of our personal favorites yes. from the past. Uh, so we'll be right back after these words. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed, and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, so let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. Welcome back to Geek Scott Games. Josiah and Seth here talking about our favorite Bandicoot. Unless you like Coco, you know, maybe you like Coco Bandicoot more, but hey, you know, uh, to each their own. So Crash Bandicoot, the franchise here. Uh, We're going to go through some of the uh, games throughout the time of the franchise. First off, you had the original Crash Bandicoot in 1996. So I would have been, I would have been six when this came out. Um, I I did not play this one. I, I remember going to Blockbuster a number of times and seeing it in the used bin and wanting to get it, but I never ended up getting it. Um, But it launched the series. Uh, It was... uh, This is one of three games that will be included on the Insane Trilogy, which comes out uh, later this week. Correct, correct. Yeah. It kind of set the stage. This was PlayStation's... uh, This was their answer to Mario in many ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely was. It was was a mascot for for the system for a time. And um, it was a very early game for the PlayStation. It wasn't launched, but it was, uh, but it was very early on with the system. And um, interestingly enough, um, Ken Kutaragi, the father of the PlayStation, the guy who originally uh, um, developed, who was the architect of the original console, really didn't like Crash Bandicoot. And he hated the idea of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> being the mascot for the system. But uh, Sony never really had a definitive. Sony kind of, even up to now, has a... Uh, has a habit of kind of bringing mascots, you know, in and out. They'll have crashed for a few years, but then, you know, by the time PlayStation 2 com- comes around, they move on to, you know, they have Jack and Daxter and they have other things. Uh, so, you know. It's quite incredible to see. Uh, it's some of the best marketing you'll ever see. And there's some of my favorite Ooh. commercials, which we'll, we'll talk about later in the show. Yeah, and for of, uh, our, yeah. our visual guests here on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to yes. see uh, what we're talking about. In Absolutely. the background, as we yeah. watch them live, are we going to work in the audio for the audio? Listen, uh, I don't know if that'll be that'll be tough. Yeah, that'll, that'll have to be a tough one. Logistics we'll will be worked out. Logistics we'll, after the cast. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, folks. Anyway. The uh, the Geekiverse motto. So <laughs> the uh, it is the eighth best selling PlayStation game of all time. All uh, right. Went on to sell over six million units. That's and, the first one. Yep. What about the other two? I'm curious if they sold. I'm curious if may, especially Warped may have sold better. Uh, warped, I I want to say, I'm, I'm going to look it up here in a second, I believe that might have been the best one in terms of sales. Um, Crash Bandicoot, the original, came out in North America September 9th, 1996. So, hmm. uh, the next year, we got Crash Bandicoot uh, Cortex Strikes Back. And there's so, already, yeah, and they, they were refining the four, the Crash Bandicoot was, uh, 
it was really impressive for the um, for the time. Um, dated in certain ways, playing it now. Although I th- I still think it's fun and, and challenging and really playable. But the the sequels really uh, improve on it a great deal. Um, I played this at my best friend Adam's house hundreds of times. Not this, Adam her. Not Adam her. Whoa. He, he's nobody's best friend. No, but himself. <laughs> But uh, what? no, Adam Bartle, we we, play, <laughs> we played it nonstop. Yeah. This is what prompted me, along with Twisted Metal, to get into yeah. uh, PlayStation. <laughs> so maybe we need to do a, play, uh, a Twisted Metal episode. I, I could contribute all day to that. Oh, I need a uh, remastered old school games of that. Or at least just Twisted Metal too. Oh, remind man. me to look up. I, uh, I wrote an article two and a half years ago on the top 10 remasters I wanted to see. And I put twisted metal on that list. Yeah. I cannot remember if I put crash on there, but okay. a lot of them have come out. So you're welcome. Yeah. Folks. Uh, like just, Spyro next. Uh, big speculation. Spyro on that. is my, my next one. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. What do we want to see for sale? So crash Bandicoot two came out actually, uh, November 5th, 1997. So they were getting into the, the holiday time frame. A year later, less than a year later. Uh, wow. A short well, time actually, around. more than a year. Uh, the first one was September of 96. Oh, right. Yep. Yes. yep. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so right. just over a year, mm-hmm. but still. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we make fun of the, the annualized games, but this was annualized every year from 96 all the way until 2010. Uh, believe it or not, because. I totally lost track really? of all the Crash games throughout the years. Wow. Yeah. I, I only think of the PlayStation ones, the exclusive ones. Yeah, those are the ones that really stick in people's memory. It was, I mean, yeah, the, all the, the ones that came out after that, uh, you know, they weren't developed by Naughty Dog, and they uh, didn't quite have the same uh, pedigree, didn't quite have the same quality. So it, it outsold it in the, the release window. I'm going to have to get you some uh, hard numbers on that shortly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... The, the third game in the series was Crash Bandicoot Warped. Mm-hmm. This was the first one that I owned. I've got the original mm-hmm. title. Probably tough oh. with the, the green there. It's <laughs> the greatest hits green if you, you're listening at home. But, uh, yeah, this game had everything. It oh. took Crash into new dynamics. It brought Coco into the mix as mm-hmm. a playable character for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I think, most frequently a few things. Most notably, the... Uh, there was one episode where you're on the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Or oh, something yeah, like a, it. That's a big favorite level, yeah. And uh, it's Coco, I believe, yeah. in a good chunk of it, if not the whole thing. But you were... What were you riding? Was it a, uh, a panda? It, it was a, a bear of some sort. That I don't recall. I, I can't recall mm-hmm. either. Uh, now mm-hmm. that I, I say it, you know, I mm-hmm. most notably remember it. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway... You had to do that. Uh, there were a few episodes where you're actually flying a plane. Um, the motorcycle. The a lot motorcycle. of vehicle levels. Yeah, that was a big addition to Warped. They really did a good job in changing the dynamic for that. Um, and I, I put countless hours into that game. Crash Bandicoot Warped came out, uh, let's see, it was October of 1998. So that would have been PlayStation's probably... Probably their big release that fall. I'm, I'm thinking back. Possibly. 1998 was oh, Metal Gear, right? Metal Gear Solid was October of 1998. So that was that that was the sun, that was the the uh, the season I began playing PlayStation 1 was 1998. I had Metal Gear Solid and uh, Resident Evil 1. You know uh, what? That might have been Now I think of it. Uh, Twisted Metal 2 might have been that year too. It was Really? Cuz 3, oh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. I, uh, no, I bet you it was three by that point. I think three was later than you're look thinking. We're, we're going to look it up here. Uh, we've got the list of trophies as well, well that, for uh, the Insane Trilogy that we're going to get back to. That is a copy of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Twisted Metal. We're going to look up the franchise. 
Okay. 95 was the first one, earlier than Crash Bandicoot. But three, was it? I think it's three. If I anything it was 2001. Out, if anything came out in 90, 2001 was Twisted Metal Black, or that was maybe even 2000. Or no, it was Twisted Metal 4. Well, wait, what, what game are we looking up here? Twisted Metal 3? Yeah. That was PlayStation 1. 98. 98. Okay, okay. So I was wrong. So Twisted Metal 3 was that that fall as well. Yes. Holy crap. So we got yeah. Metal Gear, we got Twisted Metal 3, and we got Crash Bandicoot 3. Uh, Think about that. Technically, it's also Metal Gear 3, because it was Metal Gear 1 and 2 for the MSX, and then Metal Gear Solid was actually the third one. So they're all three. Oh, Oh, geez. my word. So that's, that's, Twisted Metal 3. And we would have gotten a Spyro that year, too. Interestingly, that's the um, first uh, Twisted Metal I played, which is three, even though it's one that's oft derided, because it's the first one that's not developed by David Jaffe. It's uh, oh, see, it's about 989. Eight, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I used to play NHL Face-Off, and that was 989 oh, Sports. There's a, com- there's a commercial that might uh, appeal to you, a Crash Bandicoot commercial. That incorporates NHL face-off that you might want to see oh, later on see. in the segment. I like it. We're going to take a look at that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the list of games. So uh, the following year, 1999, we got the answer to Mario Kart. Uh, again, I'm going to probably cover up the green here so it doesn't we'll probably have to put it back. You probably won't be able to see it. It's going to be half yeah, you're not gonna keyed out. And see much <laughs> of that anyway. But uh, we do have the original copy here, Crash Team Racing. Oh, my gosh. Jamie and I played the heck out of this, and we still do. Oh, obviously, the case is coming apart. The case. My problem uh, with all the PlayStation 1 cases, the bottom uh, would always... Yes, uh, I always had to switch out when one of my my more treasured games, the case would break out. I'd have to take the case from some other some other crappier game and, and swap them out. So uh, the you nice games had the nice cases. They, they earned it. Yes. So uh, Cortex looking a little bit... Um, frazzled. Yeah, frazzled, drunk, Worse high. for the wear. This was, uh, this was the last uh, Crash Bandicoot game that Naughty Dog developed, Crash Team Racing. It's the last one. Because what yeah. came next was... Uh, Look at this. So there's an advertisement I was telling Seth in here for Spyro Ripto's Rage. Number two, right? Yes. Yes. And then in three, we mm. have an advertisement... For the original Spyro the Dragon. I see, I see. As well as something we may need to take a, a just a shot of with our phones, but mm-hmm. an advertisement for Oh, that looks really cool too. Look at the stripes. There's a pullover that says Crash Bandicoot Warped and it's got Crash jumping on it like this. Yeah. And uh seventy four dollars. That's seventy four US dollars, folks. In ninety eight money. In ninety eight yeah. money. And then we've got a, a long sleeve shirt. Seth, does it not look like a sweatshirt, like the fabric of a sweatshirt? Uh, but it's not really long sleeve. It's like a three quarter. Like maybe a, I think the sleeve is just is just bunched up to, maybe sh- to it fit is. it on the. I think it's a bizarre thing. It's thirty dollars. He still got crash doing. We it. should what was try that to. He's going. He's going. What's he doing? He's going. <laughs> we we should uh, we should try to see if those are in service somewhere. Maybe on eBay. Who you want to call this number? <laughs> you can call it. Wait. Yeah. You want to call the number and see. Uh, yeah, let's right. let's call it. Right, let's fine. let's, let's ask if they have um, Crash any Crash Bandicoot <laughs> stuff. Okay. All right. So this is the number from okay. the Warped booklet. One, eight, eight, eight. Yep. Seven, seven, eight. <laughs> Order your PlayStation threads with a Z. <laughs> uh, seven to six PST. So we're good. All right. Oh, it closes at this minute, if it's accurate. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. 6 p.m. Pacific. Oh, I got to hurry up. They're leaving for the day. While you're waiting to speak with a live agent, please answer our three 
placebo free Caribbean cruise for helping us out. Let's begin. To oh. Cortex's Island. The most popular travel destinations in the world because of its stunning beaches, exciting amusement parks, and wonderful weather. Would you be interested in taking a vacation in Florida? Press one for yes, two for no. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be interested in taking a vacation? No, it's not. No. That's not where Crash Bandicoot took place. If it was given to me, no. A two. I won't be bamboozled. How are we gonna go on on vacations? <laughs> Is Lindy older than fifty in dog years? No. Nope. No. Just turned fourteen in dog years. I'm sure I'll get that. What? Oh my oh! god! Sony! Unbelievable. I'm just trying to order a Crash Bandicoot pullover. What's a guy got to do? I'm not, I'm not getting my credit card information. So the, the only option... So wait a minute. I have to press one to go on. Are they gonna try? So is it? Can I not go on unless I enter my? Give me that. Ask, ask if they have it. Thank you for holding. My name is Star. I'll be helping you claim your one hundred dollar rebate voucher. May I have the correct spelling of your first and last name? Hi. Are you are you selling the uh, the Crash Bandicoot uh, pullover hoodies? We are a promotional offer that comes on the line or the number that you dialed may have been changed or disconnected. My name is Star. I'm with USA Benefits. I do have a number that can better assist you in getting connected to the company that you're looking for, as well as provide you with this very special offer for the $100 rebate certificate. How do you spell your first and last name? Uh, is, if, is, so, so you don't have the Crash Bandicoot hoodies? company or a promotional offer that comes on the line and you have a number that can help you get directly connected to them would you like that number sure is this yeah is this not the playstation threads hotline we are a promotional offer that comes on the line so my name is star i'm with usa benefits very well thank you for your time <laughs> sony i'm very surprised that that did not pan out i well, can't believe that because i was willing to fork over 74 dollars you were. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to give them my credit card information and hope for the best. Well, That's all you can do let's sometimes. Let's see what other promotional numbers we can call, because what kind of warranty can I even expect from that? I mean, goodness, 1998, does that mean nothing to you? Yeah, I wonder if I could actually, you might be able to use your warranty to, to repair, maybe, to get this this case repaired. Maybe I'll get a new case, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. That is unfortunate. Oh, well, 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 you know, a little hiccup in the, the podcast, but we're not going to let it get us Shake down. it off, shake it we're off. Gonna, <laughs> All right, do a little crash spin and we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, so crash team racing, we had crash. <laughs> that number, folks, is not good. So don't, don't call, call that it. number. Don't give them the your we name. We did it for you. We you know doing the heavy lifting for you at the Geekiverse. Okay, so crash bash was the the one that came out the next year. Um, so we're into two thousand, and this was developed not by uh, who was it? 
Da, 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 yeah. Look at that, Cerny Games. Cerny Games, uh, what are you doing, Marcus? And Eurocom uh, Entertainment. Interesting. So I loved this title still. Hmm. It was a blast. It was a party-style game. Uh, Crash Team Racing, by the way, if you didn't know, I know that was probably uh, a little bit off because we were calling to get our Crash fleeces, but the Crash Team Racing dynamic was exactly what you would see in a Mario Kart game. Uh, you've got numerous tracks. You can play as Crash... Uh, Coco, Neo, a lot of the different villains from the the various games. It was a blast. You've got power-ups. You you play, I think, up to... Let's see. So you could do the multi-tap and play up to four players. The memory card space was one to four blocks. (laughs) One to four blocks. Uh, Crash Bash uh, was... The same thing, one to four players. Mm. You could use the uh, multi-tap, and it was a bunch of party games. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Jamie and I played it with our our cousins all the time. Um, Basically, there were team-based ones, and then there were individual ones. So Mm. maybe we'll get a little bit of gameplay footage here, but uh, there was a a basically one game where you're you're facing each other in a square. You're responsible for your side of the, the square and you're trying to, to get a pinball through the other side of each of your competitors while blocking the ones that are coming in from all angles. Mm. Uh, there was uh, Pogo, a go-go, which was a fun game where you had to paint uh, so many squares on the ground. And then when you saw this rotating arrow go a certain way, if you hit it, you got the points for it. Person with the most points in a minute and a half won. Um, there were a few other games. There was a tank-based game that was really my least favorite where you're actually all in your mini tank and you're trying to basically destroy each other. It just, the the thought was cool, but it didn't end up working out. And was it, it was, top-down? Uh, ish. It was I wonder if there. it was like combat, the attack. Oh, okay. Not quite top-down. Yeah. Uh, huh. But a, a little bit overhead. So that was okay. Didn't but play that one. Overall, but. I I loved it. Those are three of my favorite Crash games ever. Mm-hmm. Uh enter wrath of cortex so we jumped to the ps2 era that came out in 2001 and that was one of the earliest games for the playstation 2 um traveler's tales actually i forgot about interesting that. i Very totally interesting. forgot about that lego game developer yeah yeah okay wow oh, so they are recorded. most known nowadays for pumping out lego game after lego game indeed yes. very successful uh crash bandicoot uh, this game, I would say it kind of played off of what we saw in Warped. This felt like the proper follow-up to that game where uh, it introduced new dynamics. You're controlling different machines. There's one where you're kind of like in a hamster ball. There's one where you get to control a Jeep. Uh, there's one where you're Coco and you're on uh, one of those like Razor scooters, basically, if you remember back right. in the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone uh, had one mm-hmm. of those. They had levels where Crash would run around on uh, on ice. Uh, it, it was just this game was one of my favorite from the the single player uh, point of view, where you mm. you go through that in the the story mode. This one came out, like I said, in two thousand one. And Traveler's Tales, I completely forgot about that. Holy crap! Like they've gone on to I wouldn't say necessarily better things, but maybe bigger in terms of Lego Star Wars. And they've got Lego Marvel, it's like Harry Potter. It's crazy. I'd say it's probably bigger and better things. Yeah, that's uh. I would say so. Not that Crash is uh not in a big or a bet thing, but uh, you know, it kind of one of the you know as, as the sequels iterated more and more, they kind of went downhill beyond the uh, the original Naughty Dog games chronologically i didn't realize this one was next it's the the last game that i've owned um it it was 
the first non-console crash game, hmm. Game Boy Advance. Uh, so I owned a Game Boy Advance SP back in the day, and this was Game Boy exclusive. Uh, it was called The Huge Adventure. Hmm. And I, it Is was... strictly side-scrolling? No. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it was okay. I mean, it, hmm. it was as good as it could be for a handheld game at that time, I think. Yeah. So it was a fun game. Uh, I imagine this... Let's see, what year is this? 2001? Yep. I imagine that was... Early Game Boy Advance, pre-Game Boy Advance SP. Yep, it was just yeah. before it, and mm-hmm. I don't recall much of it at all. Uh, Jamie might have played that game more than I do. Never played this one myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. so we, we got that. We got... Uh, Kudos the, used for still having the box. It's uh, a lot of Game Boy games. Uh, in relatively yeah, good the shape. packaging, yeah, absolutely. Good I, for you. That's, it's a shame it's hard to come by. I love I love keeping the old packaging for old games. I do that. Uh, most people are like, oh, I want a digital. I, I like the, the copy. I don't know. I just, I yeah. like the I mean, artwork. Even people at the time were like, you know, throughout the boxes a lot of the time, which is strange to think now. You have games that are 20, 30 years old, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo games that are worth so much and mean so much to so many people with packaging. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's mind boggling. I, I digress. But uh, we'll run through the, the others really quickly here. Uh, yeah. 2003, we had uh, a title called Entranced, which was uh, Nitro Kart. It was uh, the second. Uh, basic it was the follow-up to crash team racing in essence mm. 2004 we had purple ripto's rampage uh and twin crossover with spyro yes mm-hmm. uh yeah. and twin sanity yes and then we we jumped yeah. oh interestingly we we won't have this in our in our commercial segment but uh you know who uh were in commercials for twin sanity were steve-o and chris pontius of jackass <laughs> and also the wild boys as they were on tv as at the time they did uh <laughs> They did Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity commercials. Oh, man. So there you go. That's pretty damn awesome. Anyway. <laughs> I love those guys. Uh, I do I can't too. Until we start Gigaverse's version of Jackass. It's just going to be us throwing Adam off the roof. <laughs> or or Poplock. No, uh, <laughs> He's really like No safety nets or anything? Just, just throwing right off the of roof. Of course there'll be safety nets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Crash of the Titans came to mm-hmm. Xbox 360 and PS2, which is an interesting... Uh, and Game Boy Advance and Wii, uh, PSP, and DS. They did port it to those, but yeah. it was built from the ground up for PS2 and Xbox 360. Yeah. Mind Over Mutant, uh, a PS2, PS Portable, uh, Xbox 360, Wii, uh, yes. go down the list. Mm. And there was a follow-up to Bash. I totally forgot about this. 2006, Nintendo DS, it was called Boom Bang. Um, I, I can't wow. imagine that I had a ton of, of appeal that. just because... Developed by uh, Dimps. Is a publisher or is a developer that I... Short for Dimples. I'm not familiar with. Uh, it was the last... The Sierra and Vivendi were the publishers. Oh my gosh, Sierra, that's Sierra, crazy. Yeah. Last Crash Bandicoot game released in Japan, according to Wikipedia, if that means anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Oh, was Crash in Skylanders? He was in Skylanders. Oh, yeah, I forgot I remember about Last year at E3... Sean Laban was like, yeah, we're bringing Crash back, but for now, we're just going to play him in Skylanders. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, imagine it. Yeah, absolutely. That oh. was uh, that came right on the heels of the initial announcement of the remaster trilogy. Oh, I blocked that out of my head totally. And now, the speaking of which, here we are. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy remasters uh. one, uh, two, and three. Yes. And they're rebuilt up from the ground, rebuilt. Uh, they're, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. ported they had, they had, Yeah, they had the original... Um, what, what do they call them? The gray scale, gray map, something that's basically like wireframe kind of like grid, like basic outlines of what the levels were. Um, but they built, rebuilt assets and everything on top of that. And um, they took great pains to uh, 
to uh, honor the original games, but also uh, kind of incorporate mechanics like from two and three into one, um, and kind of have it so that they're all really consistent. And um, um, yeah, and they've uh, I forgot what I was saying, but. Um, one, uh, one thing of note here as we kind of end off this uh, segment, there was an untitled sequel to Crash Bandicoot Warped uh, that was going to happen. Um, reading along here, it uh, says, with the turn of the new millennium, Universal Interactive Studios wanted the series to make the transition from PlayStation to sixth-generation consoles, uh, so PS2. Universal was considering Mark Cherney, uh, Cerny, Cherny, I go back and forth here Sorry. as I uh, I you know drink my whatever Sour this ale. is called. Sour mm-hmm. What, what what is that stuff? It's a it's a New Belgium Latoyer twenty sixteen. Latoyer, Am I right? Uh, you set me up there. Uh, so details about the game's progress and development are scarce, uh, but Mark has revealed that the game was to feature open, free roaming environments um, as opposed to the linear structure Crash Bandicoot was known for at the time. Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, uh, I I'm open minded when it comes to Crash, but give me classic mm-hmm. Crash. Get me on board with that first. You know, interestingly, uh, um, early like at the time of the Naughty Dog Crash Bandicoot games, um, there was a Sony tr- like in house tried to develop, or maybe this was after Warped. I'm not sure of the time period, but at some point, Sony tried to develop a competitor to Crash Bandicoot called Harry Jalapeno that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true because one of the original Naughty Dog Delish. guys attests to this, and uh, it didn't work out um, because um, it's a testament to the skill and ingenious of that original team. They weren't this new team developing Harry Jalapeno were not able to get the same uh, performance out of the PlayStation, the original PlayStation that the Naughty Dog guys were able to. Um, so it just uh, is a testament. The legacy of Harry Jalapeno is a testament to the skill of the original Naughty Dog team. Yes, it was. Uh, so that game that we talked about, the untitled sequel, actually eventually became Wrath of Cortex. And as we mm. know, it was no longer an exclusive to the PlayStation 2. That's right. That's okay. That's okay. It was still a great game. It's not okay. The, the other... Uh, oh, Mr. PlayStation over here. Oh, oh no. Party ball. Damn it. Sour grapes. So... Uh, the last game on here that I wanted to mention was a rumored project, and I do remember hearing about this. It was called Crush Bandicoot, and it was supposed to introduce Crash's evil twin. <laughs> and this is what Earthworm Jim did. Um, it didn't work out. No. So the game was intended to feature zany open-world sci-fi environments. Uh, Crush would have been able to use a variety of vehicles, and at least one playable test environment was created before the project was declined by the okay. publisher. Okay. Probably a good idea, because yeah. that's, that's a little bit... So I don't know. Uh, I think this uh, it, going through this like it, it kind of brings back the flawed timeline of, of Crash. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we got our five years of no Crash games. We're getting our, our hard reboot this Friday, and oh, that's not leaving best, my PS4 for The best for thing a while. that could have happened is is the insane trilogy. So hopefully Perfect. from here it leads to either more uh, remade games or just brand new games, um, possibly developed by Vicarious Visions. Uh, Could be I more excited in more in the vein of the old games because that's what people want right now I which think is what so. i want so i'm glad for that so uh, i think uh we'll leave off for the, uh, the audio podcast listeners I'm here clean the, all the beer off of my entire self that i yes have, uh, we'll get lindy now. here and uh, you'll just uh <laughs> no she'll be drunk <laughs> it's okay it's okay um so for 
the podcast version here, if you want to switch over to the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, you can see the, the rest of this episode here. Uh, but we're only doing this because it's going to be primarily visual for the rest of the episode. And yes. we're not doing this as a marketing ploy. But uh, mm. at the same time, it would help if you go to subscribe to youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. We're doing giveaways all the time. We just gave away an exclusive loot crate that we got our hands on. Uh, exclusive meaning only one of us in the group had it. So it's not really exclusive at all. I just threw that in there. Uh, but uh, Seth, for the listeners at home, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at Cap Americanski. I'm at Josiah D. Leroy. Follow the Geekiverse on social media at the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, uh, we're going to be facebook.com slash the Geekiverse or at the Geekiverse. And uh, you can help us out in a, a number of ways there so let us know in the comments on our website and social media what's your favorite crash game uh, what do you want to see next is it perhaps spyro what franchise do you want to see make a major comeback in the the following uh years here so mm -hmm. for seth i'm josiah we will talk to you soon thank you so much for listening 